Hey everyone and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and I'm here with high school friends Ahmed and Mahab. Give a quick shout out guys. Yo, what's going on? What's going on guys? So we're going to talk about mental health in <coughs> sports as well as like just like the mental capacity and the mental game of sports. So I have a couple questions for you guys. So uh, first question, I know you guys played soccer for Concord. Can you guys explain to me, like, what's, like, the process of, like, playing, like, a sport in Concord? All right. Well, uh, Mo definitely has a lot more experience in that field. Uh, I came in a little later. Uh, He was already on the team. So, Mo, do you want to go ahead and speak on that first? Uh, Yeah, sure. Well, I came into Concord High School when I was, like, a sophomore. Um, I came in really chubby, really out of shape. And I remember trying to join the actual soccer team, um, and I didn't make any of the teams. So I had to join the third team, which is the freshman team. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was a sophomore. Um, so that was, like, the best I can do at that time. I was really out of shape, so I had to catch up with the running. Uh, I remember Coach Jacob calling me Titty Boy because I was like, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, my, you know, I, was, I was really out of shape. And uh, I couldn't keep up with the running. I couldn't keep up with the conditioning and all that, so um at that time it was a rough time and then uh so that whole summer of between my sophomore and junior year i made it uh like a mission to lose weight and actually make varsity my junior year and uh that whole summer i just grinded it out i worked out like five times a week Uh, i ran at least like i would say that whole summer like 200 miles and uh trying to get back into shape because I actually loved playing the sport itself, mm-hmm. and I wanted to become one of the best. To do yeah, it. and then and then you made it to varsity. And then yeah, junior year came around. I uh, ran the uh, it was like the I, I forgot Cooper, what it's called the, the two Cooper, mile run. The two mile <laughs> any, run. Any soccer players out there? They didn't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, they, it's they it's it not fun at all. It was like <laughs> during preseason, so it was like eight a.m. First thing we do in the morning. It was like all right, guys, get ready. We're gonna run the Cooper. You right? had to do it in like under twelve minutes too. No, it was like if you can get twelve minutes, that was like. Optimal. Yeah, Jacob so, would love you forever. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I ran it and I think I got like thirteen twenty or something wow. like that, which is fairly good as a high schooler at the time too. And just coming out of like being like out of shape and all yeah, that. Yeah, you, so. you grinded, man. Yeah, and and like yeah, for and sure. like and yeah, like you made like a great point when it comes to like when you your first year you came in there, you realized that like you weren't like the. You you weren't you yeah, weren't in I good wasn't shape. Ready for it. I wasn't in shape. I wasn't like intact with what they wanted mm-hmm. or what they expected. So I had to like raise the bar. Yeah. So like mentally, like how did that like make you feel in terms <laughs> of like coming in there that first day and realizing like I'm not the one that's in the best shape because obviously yeah. like at Concord I played football. So yeah. like so like when I was going up against like guys that were so much taller and just like so much just bigger like yeah, it's just. Yeah. Sometimes it like it derails your confidence a little bit. It does but. for sure. It does. It did make me feel like uh, I was definitely lacking a lot of confidence uh, from that point. Um, it made me feel like I would say this. It made me feel like shit. Honestly, it made me feel like I wasn't worth it. Um, I was trying to like actually trying to I say prove myself, but at the time I was just like not feeling myself at the time. Mm-hmm. As well, so it made me feel like, oh, I can't do this right now, but I can do that later. I just have to put the time and effort into it yeah. and actually work for it, and then maybe later on it will be like better in the future. So that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, my fault. One last question. I yeah, got you. Yeah. But yeah, like now, 
Now, after you did all that training, that physical training, how did how did you feel coming into? I felt amazing, year? honestly. I felt like a new man. I felt like I was ready to accomplish everything. I felt like nothing can stand. Like it just switched my alter ego into maybe just nothing can get in my way. Like I'm gonna make this team no matter what. And uh, yeah, I just put my all into it, and thankfully it happened, and I joined varsity. And that's that's the same thing you did with the UD club team as well. Absolutely, I just that's never good. give up. Really. Yeah, just you got to be resilient. Absolutely. Yeah, if you want something that bad, you have to work for it no matter how long it is. You just got to be patient, you got to work hard in any way. Mhm. Yeah. But yeah, now now would you like yeah, to chime in? Yeah, I want to hear yeah. your story now, I conquered. Yeah, of course, man. So, oh, my father nah, it nah, it's all good. So, I mean, I I came in as a freshman uh back in uh 2014 and uh, I already had uh, some advantages on my side, so I've already made the varsity team as a freshman. Uh, and uh, first year wasn't too good, you know, I wasn't getting much playing time. But uh, down the road, you know, as a sophomore, I was getting a lot more playing time uh, as a junior. And then as senior, when I was a senior, I was a captain, uh, me, Ian, and Robert. Uh, and we had to go through a lot of coaches, and we struggled a lot throughout those four years because I'm not sure if you knew this, but we used to be trash back then. Well, back then we used to be good, but when kind of like starting my freshman year, that's that's when everything started plummeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we we never won the friendship cup throughout my three years. And I approaching senior year, I was like, well, man, we got it, we got to win this yes. cup, you know. Mm -hmm. So when they when they put me as as captain with me and my friends, uh, we kind of came out with this strategy, this kind of like plan mm -hmm. of how we're gonna shape and mold the team. In order for us to accomplish what our our uh, older generation hasn't accomplished, yeah. yeah. So um, I was there for that too. You guys were <laughs> dominating. Yeah. The whole game. I, we went through a lot of struggles with the soccer team. You know, I, I had problems with some of the coaches. Um, they had problems with me, and uh, <laughs> Mo got suspended for kicking the ball at the ref once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my senior actually. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you talk about this idea with coaches, like I'm, I'm a firm believer in a coach can like can easily shape up a team Absolutely. based off of his personality. Yeah. So like when you talk about like the different coaches, like what do you think like their coaching styles were like, were they like really like authoritarian? Like they were just so like strict because I mean, when I played baseball, I conquered, I had coach Hamburger and obviously, yeah. yeah, Hamburger was really like authoritarian. Like it was either his way or no way. Mm -hmm. So like. Explain to me a little bit like the different coaching styles that you had to overcome and go through. Okay, well, well, first of all, we, we started off with a, a coach from another school. His mm -hmm. name is uh, Coach Stanton. Mm -hmm. uh, he was probably one of my favorites right after Grossman. Uh, he wasn't. He was author. He was authoritative. You know, yeah. he he was very disciplined, but at the same time, he he let the young kids kind of like he gave us a little freedom, mm -hmm. and that's why I liked him. Uh, now w with Estoc, uh that was a, a whole nother story. Uh, he actually like uh, my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. He comes up to me and he was he shakes my hand and he's like, "All right, I want this to be a good season. Don't be a piece of shit, basically." Oh <laughs> so he confronted you right away. Shout yeah. Uh, so, because <laughs> I mean, I'll admit it, man. Like back then, I was I was very cocky. You know, <laughs> if anyone knew me back then, I was I was very cocky. But like going through that whole uh, four years of soccer at Concord, it really humbled me. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I actually thank Estoc for that because me and him, I've been going at it for a while. <laughs> but now that we're good, you know, I just realized, you know, there's there's a lesson to learn from it is to be humble. 
And uh, I took that lesson with me to my senior year with Coach Grossman, which was my favorite coach. Uh, I actually go and help out the boys' soccer team a lot uh, with him because I, I admire him and I look up to him mm -hmm. as a mentor. Um, so his, his coaching style was, it, he was very relaxed. He was very chill and fun. He made everything, uh, you know, just like a good time. And mm -hmm. he made us enjoy being on the field, practicing every day and, and working hard to achieve everything that we had in mind for the season. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and you talk about this concept of, like, humbling yourself. I know I've talked about this uh, on my previous shows a couple of times, a while ago. But, like, a lot of people don't realize this. Like, you got to put, sometimes you got to sit and you got to, like, be able to humble yourself a little bit. Like, look at all I've accomplished. Because so far we realize that so many people are so focused on just going for the destination and, like, achieving that their goal that sometimes when they don't achieve it right away, they end up, like hurting themselves and becoming their own worst enemy. Yeah. So like this idea of humbling yourself, I'm tr humbling yourself. I'm trying to start to like spread the message, like to have that moment to sit back and just re think about like your journey and what you're going through. Cause I know you're also doing your own mental health and you're also doing your own like YouTube channel. And I've watched a couple of your shows and I'm really impressed by it. So Thank keep you. on going Appreciate it. now in terms of like your YouTube and stuff, like explain like how does like a video <laughs> process go and like, what do you think? What you, like, what are you trying to accomplish with your YouTube channel? Okay, yeah, so um, first of all, I, I love making these videos, you know, because <laughs> I feel like for, for me to be able to learn something, I have to teach it, and that way it kind of stays with me, you know. So uh, these are all basically lessons and uh, epiphanies that I've had throughout my life, and I'm sharing it on the platform for me and for to help out people. And the, the process really that's behind it is uh, I usually just a few days before I sit down trying to start brainstorming of, the video topic, video idea, mm -hmm. and what I'm going to cover in the video. Mm -hmm. And uh, I give myself like little bullet points of what to talk about and touch upon. And uh, I just go off of that. I usually have it on my phone or I actually write it down. And uh, I usually do like four takes, 40 minute each. Like mm -hmm. I, I stay out there, man. Like I really want to get it right, you know? Yeah. Third take is the charm. That's always been my thing. <laughs> Third take? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, when, once I get home, I just tried to, uh, put together all the best clips and, uh, really anything unnecessary I try to take out. That's what I'm working on. I just got, uh, into editing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, that, I'm, that's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to learn that too. So that's basically the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause I mean, and keep on going. Cause that's another thing. Like you got to just create. You got to be able to just continue to create content. Mm -hmm. Like what, like the worst is when people get started on something and then they stop. Yeah. Like you just got to find a way to just continue to just create contact, uh, content and then the right people will come with time. Mm -hmm. But um, now this leads to, you want to talk a little bit about mental health or? Yeah. I'm okay. I want to talk about whatever, man. Okay. Yeah. So like I know uh, I've obviously talked about like motivation and like what motivates you. So what motivates you to create your uh, your videos and stuff like that? Like what's like your like? Big message you want to spread to people. Um, so I've, you said, what's the big message that I want to spread to people? Yeah. Okay. And what motivates me to, yeah. to make, go out and make these videos? So um, like I said, man, me and my brother, uh, we come up from a very complicated background. You know, mm -hmm. we were born here. We moved to Egypt, and that's where we really grew up, especially that's where our passion for soccer really started <laughs> growing. And uh, the, the, the difference in cultures, it's huge. You know, like it's it's very different and moving at such a young age uh, really opens your eyes to a whole lot of different stuff early. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we've gone through experiences and I've gone through some experiences myself that most people haven't gone through. And, you know, and just learning from that, that's the, the biggest key is just learning from that mm -hmm. and realizing what you could have done better, what could have mm -hmm. went worse and how you can avoid that the next time, you know. Um, that's really helped us a lot along the way. And uh, coming back was was kind of intimidating. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. You know, living seven <clears throat> years in Egypt and then coming back here, Mo had just started high school. And I was in middle school, which was, well, was a little bit easier for me. But still, you know, we just had to learn how to adapt quickly again and kind of get yeah. back on track. Yeah. And Mo, you can speak a little bit on that and how you did at uh, Downingtown East. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> well, I feel like what motivates you, going back to his question, yeah. what really motivates you is your passion to inspire people and make them feel as if they are worth it and if you want something in life, you actually have to work for it. And I can tell from just my point of view, that's what you really strive for. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we're just out here really like if you are knowledgeable enough to ha in maintain all this information, um, it is definitely helpful to relay it to other people to actually mm -hmm. understand what is going on. And, you know, kind of shift perspectives a little bit and understand that Oh, don't always look at the negatives, but always appreciate the positives and be thankful for always living another day and seeing another day to be actually like actually be able to work for it. So we were we were just talking about this yesterday. We were uh, me, me and my yeah. brother. We get into these deep conversations like yeah, that, that's how it is. Like, of yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> like we pick a rabbit hole and we just go down it. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about um, how like we want to like we were really fired up at that time because <laughs> you know we were in an emotional moment and he was talking about how he wants to like master every single day like you know <laughs> he yeah. wants to like wake up treat the day for just what it is live the moment absolutely. and absolutely smash it you know that way when you when you come back when you, when the day is done you can reflect upon that and say wow like i really did my best today and that he was talking about how he wanted to do that every single day of his life which yeah. is uh I believe in him. He's a really hard worker. You know, like I look up yeah. to him. He's my brother. That's good. Yeah, I'm inspired by everything he does, and I'm trying to learn from him. Uh, somehow, I still make stupid mistakes. <laughs> no, it, it, ha it happens. Yeah, Trust me. Humans, like yeah. we're all humans. We all make mistakes. As long as you just learn from the mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. That's what makes you a better person. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like as you guys talked about, like we all like going through that like struggle between Egypt and also here, like and adjusting to that. That's helped you guys become stronger people today. Like at Absolutely. at the time when it first happened, like just listening to what you guys were saying, like at the time it must have been very hard adjusting and stuff like that. But weaknesses, I'm a firm believer in weaknesses will always turn into strengths if you embrace the weaknesses first. Absolutely. So like hearing hearing how you guys were talking about that, like it really inspired me as well. So keep on doing what you guys want to do. But um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Or are you guys ready to wrap this up? Um, we can talk some more, man. I mean, I have yeah. time, <laughs> but, yeah. um, what, what you just said about the weaknesses, you know, like, um, uh, I was thinking, you know, for you to be able to change something that you're not very good at, the first step is just, you have to accept it. You know, you have to come in conclusion and accept the fact that maybe this isn't the best thing you're, the best thing you're at, you know? Maybe you suck at it. Yeah. Um, but the thing is like, in order to fix a problem, you really have to pull it from the root. You know, like um, me, me and my brother have been going through some problems here and we finally settled it. And what we did was we, we were trying to trace back the problem of when it initially started. 
and how that problem developed. Mm-hmm. Because every problem, there's there's a point at which you know you shut down, and then everything else becomes irrelevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in order for me to fix a problem or to fix a weakness, I try to pull it from the root. That way, I really, I'm emotionally invested into it, you know. And that way, in the future, I can be, you know, I can accept it, and I can finally like live in peace with it. And mm-hmm. I just try to change from there. Yeah, and and you had this idea of like finding that problem from the root so many people and i feel like it's just like just like a human concept like when we have a problem and like you have so many other priorities like you have school you have work you have a job like you just don't have enough time to just sit back and just think about like the root and you keep it inside of you and then what happens is if you have a problem let's say like you have a problem for somebody with somebody and it happened like four or five years ago but then you're constantly doing school, work, school, work, job, school, work, job, mm-hmm. that you don't focus on that problem. Then all of a sudden that same person does something else to irritate you. You always bring back the problem that happened problem. four yeah, or five years ago. On it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so like just, just finding a way to just sit and just calm yourself down and just think to yourself Absolutely. and finding the time to do that. Because we see a lot of athletes also struggle while playing the game. Like they'll have some other stuff going through their mind yeah. and like, being able to mentally train, and I feel, and I one of these ways that um that I've learned through mental training. I know this concept of sports imagery. Are you guys aware of sports imagery at all? Um, is that when you imagine you, yourself doing something on the yes. field? Okay, yes, yeah. that is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's that. Like I, I'm, I'm starting to spread that message too. Like start doing sports imagery too, where you close your eyes and you actually just think to yourself. Like yeah. it is very powerful as well. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like as you close your eyes, like what do you think? How do you feel? What are you doing? What are you smelling? What are you seeing? Literally, like the the day before a big game, I would sometimes have dreams about like scoring the finishing goal, you know, and mm-hmm. just like rush into the crowd, and it's my dream, you know. So there is a crowd, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like it it, it's, it really is helpful, and that's when your brain starts really working. Uh, I read this article somewhere, and it's talked about how when you train, and then at the end of the night when you fall asleep, your brain subconsciously you know um is is going through the the motions is spreading those neurotransmitters for you to be Mm -hmm. able to have muscle memory of the movement that you want to perform in the field that you've been practicing practicing all all day you know yeah but yeah like like, yeah like you mean that was that was a great point what you said though about like the neurotransmitters and stuff like that because again like it's all muscle memory and being able to just see yourself at that moment i remember Uh, like football, I, I did, I did have, I did have one good movement. I did have a pick six. It did get called back, but um, but I, but I remember the the day before, I pictured myself intercepting a ball and running for a touchdown. And like when it yeah. happened, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm like this, is, yeah. I'm like this is really happening. Living the dream. Yes. So like, uh-huh. what's like your best moment playing soccer? Well, what's like the best moment, like right up there. Okay, uh, I do have a lot, but by far. The best moment of soccer is when we won the friendship cup my fr- uh, my senior year. You know that was that's probably the happiest I've ever been in my life. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, just it, when you, when you work so hard for something and then you finally achieve it. You know, after four years, it it just the adrenaline rush. Like all the endorphins were just rushing my brain. Yeah. I, <laughs> I blacked out out of joy. Honestly, like it was yeah. just the craziest and happiest I've, I've ever been. Yeah. Now explain to us, explain to like the viewers and listeners, because obviously like we went to Concord and stuff, so we know what the Friendship Cup is. Mm-hmm. Explain to everyone what is the Friendship Cup. Okay. So uh, basically it's just a, a rival game between uh, two high schools, Concord High School and Brandywine High Schools. This goes way back in history. 
and uh, it, it's a cup that's on the table, and whoever wins the game gets to get the cup, and it's a uh, it's a big deal for uh, our school district. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a huge deal, and I know when we won senior year, a lot of people were celebrating and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, we we've been you guys have been surprised. We've been talking for twenty minutes. Oh wow! Is, yeah, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Are you guys ready to just wrap this up? I'm ready to wrap it up, man. All right, yeah. but yeah, you guys can check out Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Shout out to Ahmed and Muhammad for coming out. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, Thank give you. a quick give a quick shout out for your YouTube channel as well. So you guys can spread that as well. Yeah, you can go ahead and type in Ahmed Ibrahim, A-H-M-E-D-I-B-R-A-H-I-M, how to master yourself. Okay. This is Josh signing off. Before you guys, before we go though, you guys gotta do a swoop though. That's the thing. Every every guest that comes on, we gotta do a swoop. All right, are we doing it at the same time or like a what? Like are a you swoop? on a three? Yeah, like yeah. a swoop. Right. Three, two, one. Swoop. 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 <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>